0: Much. And it's not water. Is what it sound like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm irritated. They're trying to stifle me because I'm about to I'm about to go in. About to fucking go in. Round two, that's right. Stuart match Yeah, I'm looking kind of crispy. They're like, oh Slide, look at so good up clear. Alright, alright. Yes, we're going to try it again. I, we, the people will not be deterred. Mexican. Mexican. Chicken tortilla soup. Yes, yeah, see if they have some. All right. Here we go. CP30, thank you, bro. I, 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 I'm not nobody's master teacher, man. Audio sounds better because I'm on my phone. I'm on my phone. Chicken tortilla soup, uh, soup, and maybe a chicken taco with just chicken and the taco and cheese and some lettuce. Okay, are you? Can I? Can I go to work? Get back to work now. Don't get married. Don't get married. Don't do it. If Chronicles of Judah changing YouTube. Ah, uh, that's hey. I heard you got demonetized, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> He had 100k and they demonetized him. it's a dirty game out here youtube is playing a dirty dirty game y'all don't do it like that listen this woman all the mexican places close at 10 45. okay so put the water in it's not like a simple solution to me can i go back to work now man somebody wants some attention obviously tyrone what's happening Chris, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. 1973 movie based off the book by Sam Greenlee. The spook who sat by the door tells the story of a black CIA operative who learns the, the knowledge from them and then implements it back into the hood. But I'm going to break this thing down because there's a lot of things that people have glossed over. And I think they're very, very important that need to be mentioned in this movie. Okay. So now, at the beginning, Paul, what's happening? So I'm to let you guys some longer stream for the Cup and Stream Hotel Wi-Fi. I swear, right? <laughs> Wait, who's that? Who that? Who that? Jeffro, I I see you. I see you. I see you, Chris. All right. So, in the beginning, there's a senator, right? And he's losing his senatorial race because of the low black or Negro voter turnout, right? So they run the scenario through the computer. The computer tells them you're losing this race because of the the low black votes. So then um, his aide is like, hey, why don't we blame the CIA for racial discrimination against black people and that'll help turn the tide and him gain black voters. He's like, great idea. Let's do that. So the CIA brings in 30 black recruits brings in 30 black recruits as part of the uh, integration program that being more open and honest CIA go figure so then to make the the final 10 make the cut 10 brothers alright so then Foster has a meeting with the final 10 and says congratulations you made it this far um, you know I hope to see you, all, you guys all graduate whatever the case may be so when he leaves the brothers all kind of let the guards down and say, hey, man, you know, we made it. Um, a few of them recognize each other from fraternities and some sporting events. Freeman is the protagonist. Freeman is the one in the background chilling. He doesn't know none of these dudes because Freeman is out for self. The rest of the brothers are like, hey, we as long as we keep the, the grading curve low, we shall all make it. That's their plan. The plan is for all the brothers to graduate and make it. Freeman... Now, some may disagree with me on this one. I say Freeman was selfish. Okay? Because I thought, I think Freeman should have been like, okay, I'm still going to do my plan, but let me help these brothers get in. Regardless of what they're going to do, I'm still going to do my plan. Freeman fucks it up for everybody. Freeman, because he's a smarty-arty. So he raises the grading curve, so it goes from 10 down to 6. He's in the top three categories for everything, right? He's a very unassuming, under-the-radar, Right. So then the, the, the CIA general and it fostered. They're like, hey, uh, I thought they all going to wash out. And he was like, well, you know, this is one particular one, Freeman. Uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty athletic. And they're like, oh, they're always athletic. They're all they're all pretty good. So this is running theme about blacks being physically superior in great at sports. OK, so then um, it gets down to the final six. Bear with me. So, before, when it gets down to the final six, four of the brothers come to Freeman's room. They're like, hey, we're about to go to D.C. and go hang out. Why don't you come with us? Freeman's like, I got work to do. I got to study. One brother's like, hey, man, why don't you join us? Man, You're a real coon. I think you want to be down with the white man. And then Freeman's like, something, something like, you don't know me. And he said, well, I said, brother, we need to step outside. And he says, um... don't want that because i kick your ass and they had to hold the one dude back a freeman sitting in his chair chilling they leave so freeman eventually goes out by himself goes to a bar sees this sex worker she's a sister right he buys her a drink okay buys her a drink she gives him the price they go back to a room now here's where things get kind of crazy so he takes a liking to the sex worker he's like hey sister you remind me of somebody. She's like, who? He said, you remind me of Queen Dahami. She's like, Queen Dahoo Queen Dahami. Uh, you know, an ancient African uh tribe. And you look like the sister, but with a natural hair. And she's like, man, listen, I need you to act like a trick and, and stop all the kinky hair queen talk. But he piqued her interest. So during the conversation, she's like, you really think I look like her? He's like, yeah. You look just like a just with the afro with the natural, right? So then <laughs> it's weird, but trust me, it comes back to play. Alright, um I'm gonna eat the worker, brushes him off, kinky hair. Okay. So going back to the training regiment, there's this white judo instructor, right? He doesn't like Freeman, doesn't like black people, period. So what ends up happening is uh to pass the test Freeman beats up and chokes out the judo instructor, the white dude. Come to find out, Freeman studied judo before, years prior. So Freeman was no youngin'. He wasn't no, no dummy. He knew judo. That's why he's able to choke out and beat the judo instructor. So then, Freeman is the last one left. He passes the oratory exam, but so this you, they give you some insight of how the CIA thinks when it comes to prepping their agents or their operatives for guerrilla war tactics. Okay, so one key thing is, okay, so Foster asks him, hey, uh, what is the guiding principle of of a guerrilla army? He recites guerrilla army tactics, which is to live off the country, to not rely on logistics that cannot be obtained easily, legally, or illegally. Then he asks him, what happens in the chain of command if the number one or the number two get captured ahead of themselves? And then everybody after that moves up two positions. Okay. Wait, who, did I see super chat? Green, hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So then Freeman gets the job. He's integrated into the CIA. He becomes the reprodu- uh, Reproduction Section Chief. Whatever the fuck that is. Okay. So then Freeman has a girlfriend that fl- that lives in Chicago. He's a, he's a top worker. They love him because he's a token Negro. He does everything he's supposed to do. Yada, yada, yada. The girlfriend comes out and says, I can't do this anymore with you. I'm not coming back to D.C. I'm getting married. Treat you right. Now, what's funny is that this whole scenario plays out today. You hear a lot of this gender war. This this movie was ahead of its time. The whole gender thing, women hitting the wall, wanting to get married before their eggs dry up and have families. That was a very critical point in her deciding to leave Freeman to go uh, while she still had time to get married and have the family. Okay. Because he wasn't in her bag, as he said. He said, I'm not, I know you're not getting, you're not getting younger. I'm not in your bag. That's what he told her. Okay. So they, they split amicably. Okay. So then he's having lunch with the general of the CIA. Right? And there's a scene there in the restaurant, there's a black waiter serving them both. And then the, the general is like, hey, you know, you're a good worker. You're a credit to your race. You know, more I wish more of your people were like you. You know, your people need to do and, and serve. And the whole time he's like, Yes, sir, you're right, sir. Yes, sir. He says, Also, you're pretty good. You're a pretty good athlete. You guys are good at that stuff. So the black waiter's looking at him like this cool, ass I think it right here, right? Tyrone, this good info. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. So the the, the black waiter is looking at at, at Freeman like he's a straight-up sellout, not knowing Freeman's plan. So the funny thing is, as the general reaches for his cigar, the black waiter pulls out his lighter, but Freeman beats, beats him to the punch and, and lights his cigar for him so that the waiter gives him a dirty look towards the end. Next scene, Freeman is walking down the hall with the general and he decides he wants to take a position as social services back in Chicago and leave the CIA. And the general was like, man, I hate to lose you. You're a credit to your race. I, if you're sure if, if that's what you want, you know, congratulations. I, I wish you the best. But the general calls in Foster and says, hey, uh, Freeman's leaving us. He wants to go work for the social services program. Run a check on it. Okay? And I missed the part. Before he got the position the general and foster are like hey do the background checks what what, what does he do is he homosexual Um, does he have a girlfriend they run on this whole list of this whole dossier file on Freeman and they find out that he was dating a hooker also too right which is no big deal but mind you they're tracking everything this guy does to make sure he fits the profile okay moving on he goes back to Chicago right working for social services uh, the word is, is out on the street. He's back in town. He's also hitting the streets looking to recruit for his master plan. And he hit up a couple of drug dealers that he remembered, some kids that he knew. So then he goes back. Then he goes to the the Cobras. He goes to their hangout, right? And they're like, yo, man, you're not one of here, Mr. Social Services Worker. They don't like him because he works, for the social, he works for the man, right? So then he invites the Cobras, which is Doo Daddy and Willie the Mulatto, and some and and the, uh, the third guy outside of the talk, so he beats him up, pulls a gun on Dude Daddy and says, "Look, I heard about what y'all did with the cops, shooting at the cops from the rooftops with twenty twos. That's not the way to do it." He said, "If you really want to disrupt the system and get at Whitey, I got the I got the answer for you." So they decide to take him on and then take you know and see what he has to say. Did you order the food? I told you, chicken tortilla soup and a chicken taco. That's fine. Let's go with the chicken soup. Soft taco. You know what? Let's do one of each. Let's do one of each. I just want the chicken. I want a little bit of cheese, a little bit of lettuce. I know what you want. And a little bit of tomatoes. You got me? Can Can I go back to class now? What? What? Come here. Come here. I told you to come here. That's fine. Uh, maybe some avocado slices or something like that. Hey. hey what do we get when you order? Order the food. Sorry, guys. You know, you get unruly. Why? Ah, I thought you got I can I get back to uh, class, please? Just the soup and the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard and soft. You like that? Huh? Hard and soft. Mm-hmm. Slore. Mm-hmm. Auntie. Or- Oh, uh, uh well, you not during class no, I'm <laughs> all right my bad my bad wayne what's happening um okay so he re- begins to recruit the cobras and he begins to teach the cobras uh espionage bomb making guerrilla warfare tactics firearms training okay so you see the process of them the learning stuff all this good stuff okay uh wait 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 push disrupt the system bomb making okay so there's one important part when freeman and Doodaddy daddy are at on the on the L train for those that's in Chicago, you know the L the elevated trains if you don't know what that is all right so they're doing reconnaissance and so he's teaching Doodaddy, daddy it's called city range estimation. So he begins to break it down. Each city block is 250 yards north to south, 150 yards east to west. Each light pole is 30 yards. That gives you a bunch of references, okay? So then he says the buildings act like a funnel for winds, meaning they could do the sniper teams can fire their shots with zero windage, zero windage, which means the wind will not affect their their sniper shots when it's start shooting from the rooftops okay um so then uh of course freeman starts sleeping back with his girlfriend because he's back in town so even though she's married they're still messing around okay he then freeman reunites with an old friend of his his name is dawson dawson is a cop chicago he was in california came back to chicago dawson is in charge of the inner city riot unit that deals with street games. Okay. So then the final step is Freeman teaches um, the espionage. They go through their final oratory practices and all that good stuff. Then he teaches the Cobras how to steal. Not steal from their people, but steal from the white man. And there's a scene where he sends in one of the Cobras. Dressed as a janitor he says when uh, he says no one is going to suspect a black man with a broom in his hand that's always smiling he's very uh unassuming and he can get in anywhere in the white man's building so he sends his brother in there to the mayor's office while the mayor's on the phone making a phone call this brother's stealing shit and putting it in the pail and he walks out of out of his office while the, the mayor's still on the phone and the niggas is still in the right as part of the final test all right um so then freeman goes to willie's willie's place willie is the mulatto the half breed and he makes willie the minister of information then he needs he asks willie hey we need money we need to keep we need to fund this operation i got a job for you i need you and the rest of the mulattoes and light-skinned blacks of the corpus to rob a bank no dark-skinned brothers allowed. only mulattoes and the yellow niggas are allowed on this mission to rob the bank which willie will be in charge of okay so then willie goes off in this whole diatribe um saying you know i'm black and i'm gonna die black and a cop gonna put a bullet in the back of my head because nigga like you you know i'm black <laughs> it was it was funny <laughs> Cause he was so serious. So that also plays into the motif as to why mulattoes and mixed folk go so hard for pro-blackness to prove to everybody they're black, they're just as black, if not more blacker than everybody else. That's a psychosis right there. Okay, so that 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 was in that that was pretty smart. Um so then they're engaging in the conversation and, and 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 Willie's like, Hey man, I can't figure you out. What are you in this for? And uh, Freeman says, I just want to be free. I just want to be free. Starface, what's going on, Big Dog? Kenya, hey, Black Mirror episode. I'm I'm, I, yeah, going to get into Black Mirror later at a, in another movie review. I promise. But right now, this is all strictly Spooky Set by the Door. am 5 what's going on, Big Dog? Uh, okay. So then... They pull off the bank heist. Right? No mask. Just costumes, whatever. The, the white dude or the, the light-skinned and the mulattoes pull off the bank heist. So during... The the getaway, you can see them in the back of the van changing uh, their clothes and their appearance. They start coming out their afros and start putting on very, uh, black power shit and different clothes. Right. So then the APB says uh, there's a brazen daylight robbery suspects are six Caucasian males. And they just start laughing. Okay. So now, uh, Freeman and Do Daddy basketball court making final preparations. Uh, to make sure the rest of the guys are ready to go out to other cities to recruit. So they, set, they have a, a set parameters. All right. So it goes um, first, identify other gang members, set up training, chain of command, organization, and tight discipline in cities of Boston, New York, Philly, Detroit, New Orleans, and L.A. And if need be, if the brothers do get caught and get landed in jail to recruit into prisons as well. Who did that? Be that would be the BGFs, the Black Guerrilla Family, on the West Coast prisons, up in the Level Fours up north. That's all I'm going to say on that. I'm not touching that shit. Okay, moving forward. Um, so the final mission is they break into the National Guard Armory to steal um, M16s and other military spec weapons to help engage their their the war against the the system. So they, they steal the weapons. Um, and then, okay, 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 okay. So then, wants to, Okay, so Freeman says uh, he wants to create a new nation by paying freedom dues. Uh, okay, and he said that the, the motive or the operation, uh, modus operandi will be to uh, hit run harass and hound but basically what freeman wants to do is force the government to make a choice as he says the government can't uh, fight the niggas at the same time while trying to to oppress the rest of the country so he wants to fight and force them to a standstill to where the 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 white regime would have to make a choice okay that's pretty much it you want to fight these people to a standstill because you're not gonna beat them at the very at the very least the most you could do is fight them to a standstill that's his plan. All right. So then they break into a radio station. They hijack it. Tie up the sound man. Tie up the, the disc jockey. And then um, Freeman, masked up, goes in and starts announcing that it's time for the war. That the Black Freedom Faction is what they're called. And his name is Uncle Tom. So while he's on the air, he's telling everybody what the plan is. He says, "Hey, in about thirty seconds, we're gonna blow up the mayor's office because they're gonna lie and say uh, there's an assassination attempt, which is not that, which is not true." But before they do that, wait, 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 oh, okay. The reason why they break into the radio station is because uh, the Chicago the Chicago PD shoots and kills a junkie in the back. So the city is in unrest. The black folk are upset. A riot breaks out. They bring in the national guard. That's what forces their hand because everybody's ready to act. And and Freeman's like, no, not yet, not yet. I'm not ready to pop off the war because of a dead junkie. But everybody else is like, man, what are we waiting on? So then, kind of his hand is kind of forced because then the national guard had been accused of shooting and killing a 14 year old girl and burning down businesses. So that was that's what prompts Freedom, uh, Freeman and the guys to break into the radio station. To, to let everybody know the war is on. So while he's on air, they blow up the mayor's office, uh, they put the National Guard and the Chicago PD on notice saying they had to leave town by midnight. So then the National Guard, the Colonel, he goes on and he has a press conference saying, hey, if, they, if these people would act right, we wouldn't be here. So get it, y'all remember for years we've been saying Chicago's gonna be ground zero for martial law. They're gonna bring the National Guard. This is what they did in the movie. This is 1973, okay? So then, um, and one of the reporters asked him, uh, "So what about the ultimatum? About you guys having to be be out of time by midnight?" General says, "Well, it's 12:30 here, so that tells you what we think about their little threat." I said, like, "Ooh, that that's tough talk." Okay. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, by midnight. So then, the CIA the CIA gets wind of it. Right? And they're like guess who they suspect is running the Black Freedom Faction? Guess who they suspect is teaching these Black men how to uh, uh, engage in guerrilla warfare? A Russian. I can't make this shit up. You mean to tell me a movie from 1973 accuses a Russian of helping inner city Blacks Engage in guerrilla warfare Don't want to go off on a tangent, but do you see how scripted and contrived these news stories are when it comes to Trump and the Russians and Russian bots yada 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 1973 y'all Okay, all right moving on So then They break into The colonel's office they kidnap the colonel paint his face black and make him drink lsd laced coffee the next morning the colonel's riding a bike in his underwear in the middle of the street on lsd and he says hey man i met some magical negroes man they were just magical negroes yes red dawn chinese red Dawn, yeah you yeah yeah right right yeah so then uh do daddy snipes him from the building they shoot and kill the general Shoot him in the chest. He's dead. So then, the president declares a citywide national emergency. They bring in the 82nd Airborne. Okay? The 82nd Airborne. Now, here's the kicker part. This is probably the best part of the whole fucking movie, right? So, Queen Dahami, the sex worker, she's being sponsored by Freeman's old CIA boss, the old man. They're in Chicago. He says, "Hey, baby, here's some money. Stay here a couple of days. I gotta go back to Washington." She's like, "Okay, daddy. Yeah, you know, I'll find something to do in Chicago." She tracks Freeman down in Chicago. He's like, "How did you find me?" <laughs> right? The and this is the, the the whole crux of this, the loyalty this woman displayed, even though she was a sex worker and she, you know, sponsored whatever the case may be. The loyalty she had at the end of the day towards her black man, because in her eyes, in a weird way, that was her man, right? So she's explaining to him who they think Uncle Tom is. She tells him, "Hey, they think it's a Russian, right?" And she says, "Hey, baby, do you want me to get intel for you? Do you want me to tell you tell you what's going on?" He says, "No." Then he changes his mind. He says, "You know what? Yeah, tell me what they what they're up what they're up to, but be careful, okay? Be careful." right Um uh, speak I didn't realize the movie was banned in make for no bro I did not know that I did not know that I did not know that that's crazy I can see why now uh okay the other crazy part is now queen dahami she has an afro she's all afro centric she's wearing a dashiki she's wearing a fucking ankh. Uh it's crazy cuz when he gives her the when when the, the CIA guy gives her the money to, to stay in chicago the the scene cuts to her and she's in this fucking big ass Long-ass daishiki with this fucking Queen Latifah hat. Remember the Queen Latifah hat? She, she would wear the big-ass hat. She had that sh- I mean, She was Africa the fuck out. It was hilarious. So back to Freeman. She's talking to Freeman. And she's like, yeah, he's really kinky. He's into that black skin kink fetish thing. But I have property now. I got money. Uh, he's sponsoring me. So she's moving up in the world. All right? Okay. So then... He reads of Freedom Intel. Okay, okay. Now, Freeman gets into an argument with his girlfriend that's Mary. She's light skinned. Okay. She's like, they're making it bad for everybody. The, the black freedom faction is the worst thing. They're niggas, they're making it bad for everybody. He's like, what do you mean? They're do they're fighting a good cause. Because it gives, uh, there, throughout the movie, you get brief glimpses of Freeman's backstory. Freeman's backstory is part of it. Is as a young, as a young child, his grandmother couldn't read, and she, they would help each other read together. Because he was a young kid learning to read for the first time, and she would help him. And there was one point where he realized she couldn't read, so he would always hurry up and run home from school to help his grandmother read, right. The second part of his backstory is in college, Dawson, the girlfriend, they were all real black activists and he was apparently the most active, most militant black activist out of all of them in college, right? So she's like, during the argument, she's like, yeah, you sound like you're you're back in college again, you know, with the the, the rhetoric talk. So, and she's like, whose side are you on? He said, I'm on your side, baby. So this bitch, she goes tell Dawson, the cop, his buddy. Hey, I think he's mixed up with this Black Freedom Faction. You think I'm doing the right thing? Dawson's like, no, not Freeman. No. So then what ends up happening is Dawson starts listening to the tapes, the propaganda tapes that's floating around in the city about the Black Freedom Faction. He puts two and two together. He recognizes it's uh, Freeman's voice. He goes to Freeman's apartment, goes to arrest Freeman. Freeman ha- uh, Dawson has a gun drawn on 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 on, uh, on Freeman. They're doing this back and forth. He said, "Man, I listen to the tapes, man. It's your voice, man." And 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 Dawson and then Freedom is like, "Yo, won't you join us? Like, I got people on the inside, but not like your rank. Won't you help us fight this war? You know, because at the end of the day, you're still a nigga, and you're not freer than me. You're, you have a badge, and I and if he says, 'I'm,' it's funny that I'm at the end of this gun." end of his barrel and I'm more freer than you. A fight ensues. Dawson grabs his gun. Freeman grabs a knife. Freeman stabs Dawson. Dawson shoots Freeman. Dawson dies. Freeman survives. Freeman calls the Black Freedom Faction, hey man, come get this dead body out my out my crib. Willie's like, hey man, that's Dawson. That's your man's. That's your man's. <laughs> and then Freeman goes on this whole diatribe saying, hey, man, we want to kill a whole bunch of Dawson's for the, for the greater good. He says, it doesn't matter if they're black, white, they're getting away. The they got to go. He says, how far are you, how far are you willing to go to, to see this thing through? And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, we get it. He, he, he said, yeah, Yo, you may have to kill your mama, you may have to kill your dad, you may have to kill me. But the, 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 the agenda, uh, the mission is always more important. It's bigger than just one person. So they get the body up out of there, right? The president then declares a national emergency because all the cities where they're all recruits, all the training sites, they're all up, all uprising across the country at the same time, right? And so before they leave out, Freeman tells them, "Hey, whatever at the end, whatever you do, don't quit." And uh, Freeman takes his glass of uh, cognac and sips it. And looks at and gives a nod to these two African statues. Movie ends. I've never seen a movie where the brothers either fight the system to a standstill or just flat out win. Okay. At the end of the day, this is a win. They won. They won. And, um... Wow, this movie is really, really deep, really, really deep, a lot of themes that play out, a lot of themes and tropes that are playing out right now today, this movie was 1973, and I can't believe all this time, I've just now seen this fucking movie, literally last week, literally last week, so I'm so far behind, forgive me guys, Uh, (laughs) yeah, it's it's on YouTube, surprisingly, right, what are the... What the irony of that is, while they're striking everybody's channels down, this movie is on YouTube right now. What are the odds of that? That's crazy, right? Crazy, 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 crazy. Um. So yeah, that is my movie review for the Spook Who Sat by the Door. Powerful, powerful film. If you if if you haven't seen it in a while, we watch it again, man, because I, I promise you, there's some things you're gonna pick up the next time you you, you sit and watch this movie. Powerful, powerful shit. So I'm gonna get up out of here. I gotta go. Look, did you even order the food? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> oh, oh, you don't want no screen time? Oh, you don't want no screen time, huh? Yeah. All oh, in my motherfucking grill, but you don't want no screen time. Well, oh, ain't nobody, ain't about blessed. What do no. yeah, I like think about you? What the hell you getting? You are old as fuck. Mm -hmm. I'm not picking you up. Too boozy. It's on way. All right, cool. So yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna watch this bullshit ass Black Mirror season five. What the fuck shit with this? Too stupid. My wife did not like none of this shit. She didn't didn't like none of it, did you? No. No, no. She didn't like it. But I'm gonna get into it. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Oh, hey, Brush I see you. I see you. I see you. Don't don't Ray Rice her. That's funny. Don't Ray Rice her. No, she, uh-huh. she knows better. That, that was funny. Know. Oh, would you say? If they only knew? Is that what you're going to say? Here. Here. Go get the food. Probably been sitting there for 10 minutes on you. No, I just literally. All right. Okay. Thank before. you. Gracias. I'm, Yo, shit. I'm working. Anywho, so I'm gonna walk, watch this Black Mirror season no, five. Yeah, shit. To I'm gonna upload it, uh, the, the review. Yo, you saw what you think about Godzilla, uh, Starface? I, I loved it. I loved it. I don't care for the human interaction, but I love that movie, man. Yo, Ghidorah will go down as the greatest on screen dragon, even more so than Smog. Even more so than Drogon. Okay. You don't have to get it it's a guy. Why? I got to go get it. I'm working right now. Hurry up! Don't rush me. Don't rush perfection. Yes. Uh, Rodan was. Oh, yeah. Rodan don't like no fucking body. <laughs> you saw how he didn't want to bow down to Godzilla. <laughs> this fool got stabbed. Shit, he was like, I don't want to bow down to you, but I, I will. <laughs> so, yeah, I loved it. It was dope. It was dope. So, you're really not gonna get the food? It's a guy and it's dark. It's late. I'm not going out there. He can't come into the lobby and bring it? You know how many people can snatch you from a Ain't nobody trying to snatch you? You too. I'm too late. Nobody's trying to snatch one. They will give you back. They're like, hey, brother, wrong wrong victim. We're sorry. They will send you back with an apology note stapled to your shirt. My bad, <laughs> Yes, you are. You really—that's why they, they would give you back. Nobody's gonna snatch you up, dog. For real. Yo, I'm out here. Peace.